gentlemen, welcome to the 425 Injustice Podcast. Podcast. I'm host as always, I'm Tyler. Join me with the man, the myth, the legend himself, Sir Colonel Cables. What's up, buddy? Man, let me tell you, it has been a crazy week. Not just in the workplace, gaming stuff has also been crazy. But most importantly of all, sports stuff has been crazy too. Especially for <laughs> a lot of my sports teams. For those that don't know, yeah, I'm an Avid 49ers fan. I'm very much excited about the NFL draft next week. I actually mm-hmm. have off the 29th, the 30th, and like, uh, yeah, I actually have off that next weekend and stuff because I Very want cool. to watch the NFL draft. I want to see what goes on and stuff. But also, I needed to spend some time from my vacation hours at my workplace. I have a massive amount of hours I can spend. Bless so you. I might as well just go forth and use some of them periodically. But another sports related thing is like my Oakland A's. Oakland A's have been on fire. I mean, they've like won. 11 straight wins or something like I that? I think it's like 13 now that I think about it. Okay, yeah, because it started like 0-6, and, and they, I know that I saw mm-hmm. they rattled off like 11 in a row. Yeah, here's the thing. That's exactly the point. The Oakland A's, they started off incredibly slow. They could not get a lot of their stuff together. They had a, definitely a slow start, and all of a sudden they started trickle win after win after win to where they won, I think, against the Baltimore Oreos tonight. They were like last time I checked, they were like leading like seven to one, but uh, they swept the past couple teams they've been in series with. But uh, last time, last time I can remember the Oakland A's as a franchise being that strong in terms of their win percentage stuff was way back when they had that twenty game win streak when they still had, oh yeah when back in the early two thousands when they had guys say Moneyball like, baby Hudson Mulder Zito the big three is what they were called. They had guys like Ramon Hernandez, Miguel Tejada, Eric Chavez. I mean, talk about all these classic, like, uh, players used to play for the Oakland Athletics. So I'm very excited, very happy for the Oakland A's. Definitely happy about uh, Stephon Curry from Golden State Warriors and stuff. Big Bay Area sports fan. Yeah. Obviously. He had a good stretch there for a while. Well, that's just the thing, man. It's like, Warriors have been silent, obviously, because of the whole, like, uh, their team as a whole hasn't been good for the past couple of years ever since like losing yeah. the championship to the raptors a few years back yeah, but, they literally uh, they literally like broke apart like yeah not like the team like their bodies all like were sh- like their, their big three all like were just nothing after that just because yeah. of broken bones and achilles unfortunately you know it's like that ends up happening to end up a dynasty team to where it's like you win a few then all of a sudden, yeah. just little pieces start breaking apart. Happened to the San Francisco yeah. Giants in the 2010s, and happened to the Golden State Warriors in like uh, the same round, you know, the same type of thing towards the end of the 2010s. But uh, oh yeah, other than that though, there were a couple of fun things that happened at work for me. One of which was we had a donation yesterday, and love this person ended up passing on right, and so we had like another mm-hmm. like uh, agency go through. And donated a whole bunch of his stuff that was unclaimed. And he had a ton of sports collectibles. Had a ton of M&M's collectibles. Had a ton of, like, fishing gear. I'm talking about, like... The wrapper or the candy? No, the candy. The okay. candy. You know, like, the whole, like, freaking commercial stuff with Mars candy yeah. and stuff like that. The two M&M's, the red, and then the yellow one and all this other shit. But, yeah. uh, when I was helping unload that stuff with those guys, they had, like, a full-on... Full on flatbed truck full of this stuff. Oh. I had to get a cart because they had about like at least fifty or sixty fishing rods. They were in pieces because the dudes fucking cut apart the 
thing that was keeping all of them wrapped together before they even came to drop off things in my workplace. But the good thing about it was they were some interesting vintage fishing poles. So we had that alone, 50 like fifty fucking reels and all that shit. So all of that, no. But the thing was, it's like a lot of the sports stuff, it's like it was mostly Seattle Mariners, like bobbleheads and like all these little friggin' like uh, figures and all that. But the most interesting thing came today was when we got a donation from an elder lady, her first time dropping all stuff. I look in the bag, okay, there's some toy stuff, and I was like, well, there, there looks like three tins of Pokemon cards. So oh. I took out these three tins and stuff, and so because I'm rather knowledgeable with some bits of the Pokemon stuff, I started taking them out. I started going through a lot of the holofoil stuff that they had. I spent a good solid hour going through and checking the pricing of prices of these holofoils because the first We're millionaires. Card, no, man, the first card I end up checking out. It was like a Team Plasma's Darkrai, right? And the thing was about fifteen to about eighteen bucks being sold on eBay, and so I'm like, okay, that's pretty expensive. Let's go through some more. I found a Charizard, more recent, not. Not from the okay. base set, not like a first edition okay. from the base set, but an actual like okay. Charizard back from like 2015 or 2016. That was $40 used. <laughs> $40 pre-owned. So we're thousandaires is what we're saying here. Nah, man, not a thousandaires. There were a select five to six holofoil cards that this lady, this kid had inside of his tins that he probably did not know he knew the value of because... Let's paint the picture here. He's a grandma getting rid of a lot of the toys and stuff that the kid doesn't play. There were five to six cards that were easily worth around $160 altogether. Wow. <laughs> the most expensive was one of the most surprising ones. There was a Relicant. The Pokemon that's from Gen 3. It's more or less like a water type based upon the Coelacanth of, uh, you know, of real life and stuff. That one was $50. Oh wow! Being sold for Gables, fifty dollars on eBay, dude. I, I wish I would have known about this because I would have set it up. We could have streamed this of you like opening these tins and like doing the card one at a time. We could we could have we could have made money on this, Gables. Oh my gosh, you, dude! Next time this happens, let me know. We'll set the stream up. Boom! We'll oh, fucking stream we'll, we'll, me opening Pokemon cards, dude. It sounds stupid, but it's popular as shit. Luke well, Paul, the Paul brothers are millionaires because of this shit. Well, yeah, of course they're doing that because they're banking upon a big fad that's happening right now. And that's buying yeah. these expensive Pokemon card sets from when we were young and just opening yeah. them, hoping they get a first edition Charizard so they can sell it for like three grand. You know, Cables, it's going to burst eventually. I'm going to tell you right now, <laughs> you know how many times I go to work in the morning and I think about or I'm driving at work and I'm just like, and I think about Pokemon cards. And I'm like, man, I literally... If I can just like have a time machine and I can go back in time and do the most selfish thing possible, it would be to go back with like a hundred dollars and buy every, as many packs because they're like three dollars back in the day for a pack of cards and just buy in in Iowa, small farm towns, shit like that. Internet's shitty. I barely I have Verizon, barely have connection out there in some of these towns. And you go there and there's like the section where they keep all the cards at. All wiped out. Yes. Baseball cards, football cards, basketball. Mm-hmm. They're all wiped out. All of them. And I was like, you know, because, I mean, you know, they're small towns, whatever. I'm not saying they're, they don't right. keep up times and all that. But I'm like, 
uh, they're probably not as crazy down here as they are in like you know like here in Des Moines in the big city, but you know big for Iowa, uh, it's capital. Yep. But um, you know, because like I, I've been I went to Target a couple months ago to pick up an amiibo I bought, and they had all the Pokemon cards in the back. Like where, okay, I had to go. I ordered online and had it delivered to the store, and I went to go pick up in the, the services guest services whatever it was called, and all the Pokemon cards and shit and Yu Gi Oh cards are all in the back there. It's fucking nuts. I can't believe this. Like, yep. Like, I think I'm like, it's like I had a Charizard, the original Charizard card. I had one of those when I was like eight years old. I could be sitting on a fucking gold mine if yep. I would have kept these things, Gables. And I just gave them to some kid who probably fucking ruined them all in a week. Well, probably, but at the same time, look at it this way. There are definitely some considerations you got to look for in regards to the older Pokemon cards. I mean, I still have my Charizard, my original Charizard that I what had. What the fuck, Gables? But we could be millionaires. I don't know why I keep saying it's we. It's not a first edition. It's not like it's going to be worth this incredible amount. But like I was telling some of my coworkers at work, you know, it's like it got me double thinking about checking my old collection, see what's going to go on with that. Because I have my book of Holofoils that I've had ever since I was a kid because I loved collecting the Pokemon cards. Mm-hmm. I had them in a binder. My mom helped me out in regards to organizing, like having all this stuff going. I mean, I'm one of those type of gamers. I'm also one of those type of like hobbyists and stuff like that where I kept a lot of my collection throughout the years as a kid. Yeah. But, uh, to take things back in regards to my workplace and stuff, I went through all these holofoil things. I went through all of these from these three tins. It took me like about, I kid you not, like almost an hour and a half of going through checking methodically every single one of these prizes and stuff like that. The whole net worth of all those holofoils I found together was at least estimated, from what I counted, over $300. <laughs> there was a lot of $2 cards, $2 rares, this and that, some 6 to 9 like I said, there was like maybe five or six that was actually ten dollars plus, but at the same time, it was something fun. It was something from my youth that I was checking out and stuff. I'm like, you know what? This could help the this could help like uh, my community or something like that. But it's online stuff, you know. And yeah. so checking the prizes were there, and now we got cards and got stuff that's going to put like like maybe eventually help the community, the homeless community or something online, you know. But uh, you're a better person than I, Gables. You're a better person than I. <laughs> oh man! Because well, if I found something of value, I'm fucking taking that shit. If I wouldn't, I mean, I don't mean stealing it, but I'm like, I'm gonna buy this for two dollars, and I'm not gonna tell them it's worth three hundred thousand dollars. <laughs> like, first edition charger came in, that's mine, and I'm putting that shit on eBay that night. As soon as I got home, eBay, boom, selling it, retiring. Fuck y'all, bitches. Yeah. Well, you know, that's like. I understand the whole like rigmarole of that shit, but it's like, <laughs> yeah, I'm not like I'm not the type to go out. I'm like I'm not gonna go like, and like, line up and shit to like get a fucking, the the like the cards nowadays. But like I, I it'd be cool. Like I wish I had my Yu Gi Oh. I think about that a lot fondly. Like I don't, I don't want to go play them and say anything because I don't know anybody and I don't really want to go out because, man, those are fucking nerds. So that's a, that's a level of nerdity I don't want to go into when I see those guys playing. Uh, you know, Pokemon Yu-Gi-Oh! right now. It's like, I, I can't. I Pokemon just can't. Cards, um, the Pokemon trading card game is a lot more easier to play than the Yu-Gi-Oh! card game nowadays. Oh, yeah. God, no. It's That's fucking ridiculous. Complex. Oh, it's just, it doesn't make any goddamn... I'd rather be playing it... Magic than I'd be playing Yu-Gi-Oh! right now. Because oh. I much rather would fucking play... God. 
something. Gables, that's like the meanest thing you've ever said, I think. <laughs> <laughs> I'd rather be playing Magic. Well, that's, that's how bad so, it is. But you're right. Yu-Gi-Oh, like over 10 years, for God's sake. Yeah. And I look at yeah. the different card descriptions, the different types of conditions for specific cards, the way it's more or less modeled after kind of the similar things that Magic has done over the years, where it's like yeah. similar themes, similar types, similar cards that'll be rotated throughout yeah. a band list and stuff. You know, it's like... Yeah, but, I mean, we could all agree, Magic Gathering, that's fucking dumb. You know, you know it's the lowest common denominator of of, of card uh, trading card games. Fuck, fuck off. We can barely call it that. That shit's <laughs> stupid. All right, fuck y'all. There's Nazis, and then there's fucking, right below it, fucking magic gathering players right there oh, boom boy, i'm no, putting it in, no. you're like there's tier one of assholes and then boom magic gathering players done that's where it's at that's the list i didn't make the list i just put it together <laughs> you know and i just spit oh, facts you know and that's that's where i'm at but uh oh, i don't know oh it's it's God, uh, i just be so i'd be so cool like i, I wish i could go back like it really honestly go back in time and just like i literally had like my parents bought me like it like it looked like a fucking toolbox it, but it was built for like holding Pokemon cards and I had stickers all over and shit. It was a big red one with a yellow handle. I remember it finally this day, like sitting in my buddy's backyard at a little picnic table. It would sit there and we'd all look at our car, like Justin and uh, a few of us would sit there and like look at our cards. And shit. I was way more into it than they were. Like they didn't really give a shit. I watched a cartoon and played the games. Like they just collected the cards for the most part. Um, I remember Justin had a binder and everything, but I had thousands of these fucking cards. It was nuts. I bought all the fucking, the, the, the the what was it the starter packs I bought all the I bought every for my for my my uh, allowance I had every every week for my parents mm. I got they bought me like I think two three packs of cards every like week or something like that they take me to Toys R Us and buy me like you know do you know you know mow the lawn do dishes all that shit <laughs> and that was they'd buy me like three two or three packs of cards every week and that was my 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 allowance but um. Yeah, I remember I had a Blastoise. I had the first edition Blastoise. I had the first edition Charizard and all that shit back in the day. Oh, man. Like, that would be so cool. And my Yu-Gi-Oh shit. I remember selling that. I sold the, my entire Yu-Gi-Oh collection. I, had, I didn't have thousands. I wasn't like I was getting older at that point. But I, I got more into Yu-Gi-Oh from the card point. Yes. Like, I remember, I, I've talked about it before. I, I went back. I even I went to tournaments and shit and played. I, and I wasn't very good at it. I got my ass whooped. But like I had I, like, I got really into that. I had a bunch of those cards. But I was really big on like building my decks like properly and like getting it like wasn't just like i'm a big fan of charmander so i'm gonna build a deck with just put charmander in there for no reason um but like i remember selling that at a garage shelf like 50 bucks my entire collection and, and like uh, if i could just have that th- those back that'd be fucking awesome because it'd be cool it'd be cool to have but also it'd be man, like the the gold mine we were sitting on as children how valuable we were to our parents and they would had no idea that the stupid the thing they thought was so stupid we, we, we could have been made of millionaires and now you understand the people before us that clamor and reminisce about selling mm-hmm. off their G.I. Joes and Transformers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right? I mean, Gables, like, <laughs> girls would laugh at us in school, but now we'd be millionaires and be sexy right now, you know? Actually, from some of yeah. the girls I knew and stuff, they actually liked playing Pokemon cards and everything else. I know. I'm just, I don't know why. I, I'm just saying things. I don't know. But I, I, didn't, I didn't, I never actually met any girls that played fucking Pokemon or anything like that. I think about even going to those those I remember going to those Yu-Gi-Oh tournaments back in the day and it just smelled like a goddamn locker room in there. It was the stereotypes of all fucking stereotypes. <laughs> of just like you walk in and my mom my, my mom walked in like one day to come like cuz I was like 10 11 years old not a caller. Like she would walk in there and she would like 
Yeah, I mean, there's fucking high school kids. There's a, there's grown adults and shit in there, and I'm like, I'm like, these guys are these are these are fucking these are men right here. You know, he's 22 years old playing, beating my ass. Some 11 year old kid, Yu Gi Oh. These are grown men right here. I hope to beat these guys one day. Dude, you smell that? That's not bo. That's that's success, Gables. That's success. But I don't know. I don't know what the fuck are we talking about. What's going on? Oh my god. Well, anyway, how have you been, Tyler? I'm doing all right. I'm doing better now. You know, uh, <laughs> you know, it's like I'm, I'm I'm a few beers deep. I'm, I'm enjoying now doing these more on Saturday. Yeah. And the, now that we're doing, it's, I think it's better this for is... for me for my schedule. Go ahead. But anyway, man, this is like our traditional recording day that we would have had mm-hmm. back when we started. Anyway, Saturdays were our recording days, so it's yeah. like we always yeah. let it, loose. Yeah, and that's exactly what. Yeah, because like for the last couple, you know, last four or five months, you know, but me changing jobs and all that, it's like we recorded Sunday night, kind of late. But I, luckily, I didn't start early enough that I was able to sleep in a little bit. But it was, it was also, and then in the last like month or so, my schedule changed, so I get up earlier. So it was like me winding down, trying to like not get too riled up because I got to go to bed like as soon as we get on recording. Mm-hmm. But now it's just like, now we're doing this on Saturdays. It's like, fuck yeah, man, whatever. I'll, I'll drink four, five, six, seven, nine, 10, 12, 13, 14 beers and just have a good time. I'm, I'm enjoying the fuck out of this goddamn summer ale. It's been hitting the goddamn spot. I'm in a, you know, Gables, I've been very tired today. I did a bunch of yard work. I go to my parents' house and mm-hmm. help them out with some shit. I was like, all I want to do is get home. All I want to do all day yesterday was get off work Watch Captain uh, or uh, Falcon, the Winter Soldier, Invincible, the new Mortal Kombat, which I'll talk about here shortly, and then play fucking Outriders all goddamn weekend. That's all I wanted to. But no, I had to go fucking. Oh my god, I'm kidding. Oh, it's whatever. I don't care. <laughs> they gave me they they made me a steak, which is amazing. But I had to go out with my parents, shit like that. So I've been very tired. I'm just like, oh, fuck, I'm exhausted. I just want to fucking play Outriders and go to fucking bed. Now I'm, I've had a great fucking time. This is a great time. This is great. I love doing the show. It's a good time. But yeah, like doing it on Saturday, I have more. I feel like we have more energy. I, at least I feel like I have more energy. I'm a little more hyped more up, more more prepared sure. to go. Uh, I don't know why. I went from like like 20 minutes ago. I was just like before we got well a little bit what longer, but before you know, before you got when I went to go sit on the like sit down on the computer to like put show on the screen, I'm just like oh, I'm so tired. I'm just kind of whatever, just putting put the show notes shit. Now I'm like nah. I've had three beers. I feel great. This is awesome. But I'm doing I'm doing good. You know, it's been a long week. Uh, you and I we we talked about last week. We both had our uh, we were getting our COVID shots mm-hmm. on Sunday. So last Sunday we got ours. I'm, I'm kind of curious. Like, so I got mine Sunday morning. You got yours as well on Sunday morning. Yeah. Uh, I was, my arm was fine. I heard people were saying arm, a lot of people had arm pains. I didn't have any pain in my arm. I got the sleepiness. I took like a good hour power nap, but I didn't have a lot of energy. But really what hit me was like Monday. Like, so the day after that kicked my ass as far as like, I like, and I was like, I felt sick, but I was like, my energy level was I mean, not, I mean, it didn't help that we had, we got fucking snow on goddamn fucking Monday <laughs> wow. and a lot like a whiteout. Like I'm driving, trying to make wow. deliveries and shit. And I can't see a goddamn thing. I'm very, I'm, I'm talking very loud. I hope my fucking neighbor doesn't hear me, but fuck him. Cause he's playing goddamn guitar one in the fucking morning. So fuck you <laughs> anyways, um, He's gonna like he's if he heard me he'd be pissed. But I don't care. Anyways, um, but like, I woke up like man, I was like I, my 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 entire body like I woke up I was like okay whatever it's, you know I felt a little tired but it's Monday whatever. But as the day progressed, like my entire body ached, and then like all like like two or three days afterwards, I had I was slept like shit. Like I had like I was having like I don't know if it was maybe it's something different, but like my I didn't change my diet. Like I I don't I don't have I, I found I can't have dairy a few hours before bedtime for me because oh. uh, i have what's called like um 
it happens to a lot of people. Um, it's like called like they call them like dairy dreams, where it's like you like because like the way dairy is processed and digested, it kind like it kind of messes with digestive system sometimes. So it can cause like if you like eat a bowl of cereal, have a glass of milk or ice cream or whatever, like it can fuck with you and give you like really like fucked up dreams and nightmares. And like I'll, I'll and I, I found that out like four or five years ago. Like oh I can't have. I can't like I used to love having like a bowl of cereal, like as like my that was like my snack before bed, like an hour before bed I have a bowl of cereal or something like that for a year. That was my thing, um, peanut butter crunch. It was the shit, and now I just don't do this. But um, yeah, I was like I felt like I was having that for like three nights in a row. i like so the, like Monday I had the aches pain that was gone the next day, but like for like the next few days like I saw like garbage. Did did you have any effects with your first? Because we we did you? I got the Pfizer, so we had the first dose. What did you have? I think it's Moderna that I had. So okay. essentially had arm pain, but otherwise okay. and stuff, maybe a little bit of like uh, being tired or something the next day, but it really wasn't anything too catastrophic or anything like that. It wasn't so bad. I know that, uh, I know my mom didn't have any reactions either, so that's good. But it, yeah, it's just pretty much like an arm pain or something like that, that it okay. was. But it wasn't really thing really that's like the right home about and stuff. <laughs> okay i was just kind of curious because like I, I talked to some other people that got it and like um because uh, you know a lot of people are at my job i was, I was kind of asked questions it's like they got it before me like even before i got mine and all that and i was just kind of curious how one for them and like some people were saying like oh yeah i was perfectly fine i got the second dose and nothing happened i've got some people that like two days after the second dose they were fucking knocked out so i'm not looking forward to uh, uh you and i both i think i'm assuming yours is may 9th as well um... second dose Actually, it's a little bit farther than that, but uh, oh, okay, it's not too bad though. Okay, yeah, because my I get my my second dose on May 9th, and that's the one I'm not looking forward to, uh, as far as uh, the side effects. Yeah, I've heard, heard the second one is like a kick. Yeah, I heard the J and J, the Johnson Johnson one. That's the one that uh, everybody said that one hits the hardest. So uh, yeah, I remember my because uh, it's my one brother dose. actually had the Johnson Johnson one. I don't know how he reacted to it, but yeah, he did get it. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. So. uh Ah, it's been kind of interesting, but um, yeah, you know, other than not doing okay, you know, it's been, like I said, it's been doing better now. Have you know, a few beers in, all that, and having a good time. Uh, something I want to touch on real fast here. I got my Xbox Series X or Series S. I'm sorry. Um, I guess you can't in, in the Twitch stream. You can't see in the background, but I have one. Uh, and I, I when I got it, I could not believe how fucking small this goddamn thing was. Uh, you, like Gables can see it in oh, the yeah. in the in our, our uh, Skype call. But uh, and I sent him a picture of it next to my PS5. It's like a third of the goddamn size of the PS5. It's, it's absurd how small the Series S is. But uh, yeah, I got that, and um, you know, it's it was easy, super way easy to set up. All I had to do was literally log into my account, and it just transferred over all all my stuff from the cloud and my saves and everything like that came right over. Um, I had to like with the PS5, PS4, like do the transfer or anything like that. Like it just was was done. Which is really great. I got uh, came with like three months of Game Pass, so I'm enjoying the fuck out of that. Uh, I'll get to the, what we've been playing here later what, in, that, in that section because I've been the streak is over. Gables of me not playing shit other than it takes two. Uh, but the streak is over me playing games by myself. So um, I've been playing a lot of games this week. Um, but another thing I want to talk about is the Mortal Kombat movie. Uh, okay. So that came out yesterday. It's on. It's in theaters now, and it came at HBO Max because uh, HBO they're like. Warner Brothers, anything that's coming to theaters in 2021, day one will also come to uh, HBO Max, which is awesome for me. Uh, so, uh, I, like, I watched 
Godzilla vs. Kong, which was a really good movie as well. But I watched Mortal Kombat last night. Um, this movie is awesome. It is like it is not Lord of the Rings. It is not like a masterpiece. It's not fucking Godfathers or Godfather. It's not like anything like that. It is exactly what you want a Mortal Kombat movie to be. It's just fucking fun and it's fighting. Like it's like I cannot believe how like I I had no expectations for this movie a few months ago. Like I was like, oh, I'm gonna watch it when it comes out. But like then we had that trailer a couple months ago, and you and I talked about it when they did the first trailer. And I think we like I came away from like okay, oh, I'm like I'm in. Like I feel like I feel good about this. And I think you were feeling the same way. I watched last night. It's like the acting is not great. The uh, the the budget. I mean, they got a decent sized budget, like ninety five million dollars. Uh, but uh, like. It, like the some of the CGI stuff is like okay a little cheap there and stuff like that and like whatever the character development all that like it's not great at all but it's like if you like it's just like fan service uh, but it's also done really well with like the fatalities and all that shit like there's so it's, it's so many cool moments like I don't want I don't know, it's, it's I don't want to say I, should, I don't want to say I don't want to spoil it but I mean I don't want to spoil it but there's so many cool moments that and like as far as storyline goes it's it's fucking dumb um, but like I. I just like it's just a blast to watch. Like it's just they have like Cabal is in the fucking movie. Like some of these like they have a character I can't remember his name. He was only in Mortal Kombat four. He's a character in this fucking movie. Like oh, that's God. how deep we're going with some of the shit. And I'm, it's like I'm gonna try to guess here. Reptile maybe. No, Reptile is in the movie, but it's not him. Cybot. Uh, <laughs> no, uh, they set possibly something up with him. Oh. I think I'm trying to remember his name. Uh, the mortar. I, I I can't even remember his name. Um, but uh, one I can't. Uh, I I looked him up, and he's like he's been in, he's barely in it, and they only mentioned his name once. But uh, he is like I looked him up, and he's literally only ever been in one fucking movie, um, or one video game. Um, and there's literally only like uh, is this him? This might be him. Sorry, one second. Nope, that's not him. Mm. him. That might be him. I don't even fucking know his name. Uh, yeah, this is him. Uh, Raiko is his name. Oh, okay. Uh, he he's literally only in fucking one goddamn. I think that's how you say it. He's literally only in Mortal Kombat four, and he's in this movie. He's in this fucking movie. And um, yeah, it, it's just a it's just a fun blast. It's like it's just fighting. It literally all everything is built around all the cutscene, all the scenes, and all the the development and everything like that. It's literally like. We're just trying to get to one fight scene to get to the next fucking fight scene. And the fight, the choreography and all that, like the acting isn't great, but it's all what's great about it is like the actors are not great, but they can, they can actually fight. So it's not like a lot of movies like, Oh, we're gonna have this big name actor, but we're gonna do a lot of cuts and shit. Cause he, he's actually doing his own stunts. He's not fighting. And it's like, I watched the, the, I went and rewatched it recently, the Mortal Kombat, the original Mortal Kombat movies and Mortal Kombat still a fun movie, but it's not great. And it's dumb. And you could tell, like, I think Luke King's the only guy that actually like, can fight in real life. Um, he was also, he played the brother of Chris Farley in Beverly Hill Ninjas. Yeah, that's true. But Mortal Kombat Annihilation, it's awful. Where like the fighting and the, this, the, the whole movie is terrible. But like, there's so many fight scenes where like, they like stick on the actor so long, you can obviously tell he's the stunt double. Like, it is awful. And this one, it's like, no, like these guys, like they're not like, cute. they're never going to, no one's going to win awards in this fucking movie. Uh, as far as like acting goes. But like, they, these guys, you can tell like, they're probably not doing all their own stunts, obviously, but like 
these guys can actually like do some of the fighting and shit like that. It's it's like really really cool. I I enjoy it a lot. It's like it's kind of like I enjoy John Wick is great because it's literally a stunt double. A couple of stunt doubles got together, wrote a movie, and directed a fucking movie about like we just want to do cool shit together. And it's like they have a bunch of guys and actors that can do these own stunts. Like John Wick, um, Keanu Reeves literally is like he does like the FBI training and shit like that. Like he, the guy can literally do like does a lot of his own stunts, and that's why the movie works so well together. And also it's just a fucking they're really good well told movies but it's like kind of the same idea in this one it's like story doesn't matter the characters don't really matter well the characters all matter from like the standpoint of like uh like as fan service but it's like the, the, the everything if, if you're not a fan of mortal Kombat, like it's poorly told it's not great as for i i i, I i'd be curious how it would work well for like but the, like i think we love I, I give it more of a leeway because it's you know it's like i know the more combat world in the series and it's really all built around scorpion versus sub-zero which they're the two that matter the most of anything you know, Scorpion versus Sub Zero. It's just a fucking blast of a movie. I could not believe how much. Like, I was just hoping, like, it's just. I wanted a popcorn flick, you know, like turn your brain off, just have a good time, and it fucking nailed it. And I, I, I hope to God we get sequels. Like, I, give me, give me ten sequels. That's all I can say. Because uh, it was a fucking blast. It was like it was two hours long, and it flew by. And like, I remember like one point I paused it to go to the bathroom, and I looked, and there was only like forty minutes left. And I was like, oh man, it sucks. <laughs> I, I, I was actually bummed. Like normally, like I'll, I'll like I'll pause the movie. And I'm like, oh fuck, I still got a whole hour left, and it's like Mortal Kombat, like the Annihilation. The second, like that movie was like an hour and twenty five minutes, and I remember I paused it at one point, and I had like forty minutes left. I'm like, oh fuck me, and I don't even know why I watched it, but I just wanted. <laughs> I had to watch it since I was a kid, and I wanted to see if it was. And I, as a kid, I knew it was bad, but I wanted to see how bad it was. And I could not. It, it's bad. But uh, yeah, I, I that that was awesome. I like if you if you have any interest at all in um, this is the easily the best uh, video game movie out there. Like the, like as far as like a good movie, a entertaining movie, and also like sticking to the um, the story of Mortal Kombat. Uh, there's some, there's there's one character that's not from Mortal Kombat they added to the movie, um, but the way everything works out, it's just it's just a blast. It's a good time. Uh, I, 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 it's a movie I'm gonna like John Wick and those kind of fun dumb movies like I enjoy to watch I'll, I'll go back and watch more than I'll watch rewatch like Lord of the Rings or something like that and I, that's definitely gonna be one I go back to rewatch probably uh, sooner rather than later but uh, Gables move it on here to uh, we got some news here not a lot it's kind of a sl- it's kind of a slow news week for the most part um, I wanted to touch on the one big thing this week though we had though uh, so a couple weeks ago it was, it was announced that PlayStation was shutting down the PS3, PSP, and Vita stores uh, in the summertime. Uh, well, uh, Jim Ryan put out a blog uh, on the PlayStation blog, put out a new post here. I'm just going to read through it. It's not very long. Um, so Jim Ryan came out and said, Recently we notified players that uh, PlayStation Store will be shutting down PS3 and Vita devices at the end of the summer. Upon further reflection, however, it's clear that we were in the, we made the wrong decision here. So today I'm happy to say that we will be keeping the PlayStation Store operational uh, for PS3 and Vita um, devices. PSP uh, will shut down on July second uh, as planned. Um, when we initially came to the decision to end the purchasing support for uh, PS3 and Vita, it was born out of a number of factors, including uh, com- uh, commerce support challenges. I don't know why I struggled there for older devices and the ability for us to focus on more of our focus more resources on newer devices where the majority of our gamers are playing on. We see now that that many of, uh, of you are incredible, passionate about incredibly passionate about being able to continue purchasing classic games on PS3 and PS Vita for a foreseeable future. So I'm glad that we are able to find a 
solution to uh, continue operations. I'm glad that we can ke uh, keep this piece of history alive for gamers to enjoy while we continue to create cutting-edge new uh, game worlds for PS4, PS5, and next-generation VR. Thank you for sharing your feedback with us. We're always listening and appreciate the support from our PlayStation community. So, Gables, I've been on record. Like, I when this news first came out, wasn't too upset about it. I think, uh, like, as far as... Because I'm not... That's, I'm not to go back. Old games are old kind of guy for me for the most part. Um, but, I mean, you're the guy that was kind of like... You, you and a lot of other people were, like, kind of, like, more upset about it and kind of, like... Preaching like you know why this is important to you about you know, closing these down like what we're going to lose here. So I'm kind of uh, interested in your your thoughts when this news came out. All right, I felt it was more or less like a one step forward and two steps back. Now the reason why I feel that way is because yes, they went on record and saying yes, they have looked at it and they are going to address a lot of these issues. So they took a good step in the right direction where it's like okay, we're going to prolong the storefront closures of both the PS3 and the Vita. The PSP store is still right on schedule to be closed inside of July, but at the same time, that's old enough to where I feel like and not a lot of people are going to really too much mind yeah. in regards to the PSP. Well, and sorry to cut you off here. Like, did they like like 2016? They like they like neutered the uh, PSP yes, store a, lot, like, a long time. There ago. was already something so that you... was there was already something that I think that was either shut down or whatsoever. So it's really yeah, you... crazy to me that the storefront for the PSP. I think they cut off the aspect of purchasing games in the PSP. Okay, but uh, I know you can't. I know like years ago they like at least 2016 they stopped, so you can you can't make games for PSP anymore. Okay, maybe that was me just misinterpreting something. But the storefront for the PSP is going to be closing around the same time that uh, the planned PS3 was going to be closed down for the short the storefront, but. Uh, in regards to the whole one step forward, two steps back and stuff, they didn't initially address what was going to be going on in terms of the battery stuff for the PS3, for the PS4, for the PS5. There are rumors and other types of things where they are looking into the potential issues. I was definitely yeah. watching a couple of videos this afternoon, checking out to see what were the kind of the update, and apparently Sony is looking into maybe providing a future update that has been clarified how they're going to be addressing the CMOS issue, the C-bomb, as people are calling it. But at the same time, it could be something that Sony issues to where they could disable the aspect of uh, connecting via, like, the clock or registering at the clock or something in order to, you know, maybe disable some of that function so that way people can go through and play physical and digital content, say, on their PS4, even if that battery, if it's, like, dead and the storefront's not available in order to register through that. There's a couple different ways they could approach this, but at the same time, I kind of felt like that it's just a couple steps back because it wasn't initially dealing with the issue that a lot of the gamers, including myself, have had, where the longevity of the purchases that I make through a storefront, either physically or digitally, is not going to be there in case I want to go back and play those games that I initially had sent off and purchased with my hard-earned cash. Steam has a four-way that I do like to where even if their storefront is going to be closed and stuff, you still have the option to go and download those games years down the line. I mean, I like the way Valve has done that approach with their games. Granted, they have that sort of DRM stuff where you have to be online in order to play their games on their service. 
you could go to places like say good old games and stuff to download things directly or other types of sites to do these like type of downloads but the fact remains it's like when a gamer goes through and they want to purchase a game online sure they're purchasing like like licenses and stuff but we're under the impression and the expectations especially if you no matter what digital storefront that we buy it from either it be in a playstation platform or an xbox platform or a nintendo platform we want to have these games available on our accounts up until we are fucking sick and tired of playing them yeah but i mean are we looking at like because like the wii shut down like that, that, that's a currency and that's yes a whole that and you can't even download those games anymore. If that, no, that's you right. can't even download or buy any games off the Wii storefront. That is a big, that is a big freaking thing that happened, God, like a number of years ago that pissed off. Probably some, four years yeah, ago. It's been over four years ago, and it did piss off a lot of people too. But it sucked then. It definitely will suck down the line when they close that Wii U storefront. 3ds as well and 3ds yes of course i mean i'm gonna have to deal with that too because i have a brother who's autistic that has loves playing games on his 3ds loves doing things on the 3ds wants to spend money you know on the buy games that he sees through youtube or whatsoever but like i said before and like what i'm gonna be saying now it's like no matter where you buy your digital games there's an expectation to where we have to have not only like know how in advance of like how far in order for us to actually go through and prepare without causing a mass panic which sony did when they initially announced these storefront things giving us maybe a couple months but it's just the preservation of game stuff very important like i stated upon like the last week i do like and i'm just going to reiterate i do like the decision that they made to extend the longevity at this time whether or not it's going to be for an extra couple of months or it's going to be another year or whatever the heck it is, it remains to be determined. But they still have to tackle the initial issue that gamers have, and that's with the CMOS issue. PS3, PS4, and PS5. Yep, the PS5 does have certain issues with the CMOS, but... That's only for, like, digital purchases. That's a big thing, though, in order to play online physical games and stuff if you have to have it connected via online. Physical discs, you can still play. It, that even includes, like, the PS3. That's the same sort of similar issues to where if that CMOS battery is dead in that console, you can still play your physical discs, but you cannot access playing your digital content because it's tied into the clock, the internal clock that you connect online with that system. Whereas the PS4, the PS4, there's something in regards to checking for trophies that prevents that from playing your digital games and your physical games even long after the store servers are shut down, even after the CMOS battery is done. PS5, they're still trying to work out a lot of the things, but it looks like you can still play physical discs. It's a complicated matter right now. It's a complicated mess in terms of what people will do down the line in terms of if they want to play their old games on their old systems. This is relatively new for a lot of us, especially those that love collecting games in general. Retro games, current games. So, overall, it's like, I'm hopeful that Sony will come forth and make a decision for the positive that will 
at least be reasonable. But then again, I look at it as I'm trusting a million, if not billion dollar company to be reasonable to its yeah. corporate like uh, consumer base. So that's why I'm holding it with a grain of salt. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I think yeah, you could definitely. It's yeah, they're a billion. They're like worth like 123 billion dollars. Yep. Um, but I mean, I guess you can look at it a little bit like yeah, we're like yeah, they're worth that much. But they did, they did, you know, they listened a little bit. You know, like obviously they're not closing it. They they pushed it out. Who knows how long that might be? Um, I'll, I'll say it's about the whole like with the the C bomb thing you're talking about. Where that definitely is an issue. Hopefully they can. Mm. They, it sounds like it could be fixed with a patch, and I hope they do that. But at least with these consoles, the the games that you buy um, digitally are, and you can still re-download them at any point. Right. Um, they're tied to your account, not the console. So, right. like, say, because everything, I mean, especially as technology is getting bigger and bigger, like these things are not built to last as long as older consoles well, do. No, which, I mean, NES, Super Nintendo, like even like we talk about, like there's older like like Breath or not Breath of the Wild, but Link to the Past. Pokemon, some of those older games, like, they have batteries in them that will go out and yes, you can't save them. the same CMOS batteries, actually, where you have to change yeah, oh, out okay. and yeah. solder to the cards themselves. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, like, it's definitely, it's, yeah, like, at least, because like, I remember, like, my, my launch Wii I had got stolen by a roommate's friend uh, years ago, and he gave me, he bought me a new Wii, but, like, all, I had uh, hundreds of dollars worth of digital games I bought on there. But you couldn't get them But back. it was tight. No, yeah, I was, I was fucked, and, like, I lost hundreds of dollars worth of money and also hour, hundreds, hundreds if not thousands of hours of saves were gone as well. So it's like at least, I mean, silver, just trying to find a silver lining in that. Like at least like, you know, if your PS3, whatever, takes a shit and it's just, you have to buy it. It's just easier to buy a new PS3 instead of getting it fixed or you gotta get it fixed. Like you can still able to get those games back. Um, but I, uh, yeah, I hope they can like figure something out. That's, it's weird. Like at this point, like why they fix that? But I mean, Look at this, like I said, like I, I, I wasn't upset about it, but I'm also not like the like I said, old game is old to me for the most part. Uh, obviously, there are certain games I love. I would love to go back to at any point. Um, but um, it also kind of tells me though, kind of looking at it from a glass half empty kind of standpoint, is like there's probably like cause a lot of people were like, oh, maybe they have something in the pipeline to do something like Xbox is doing with their 360 games, the Xbox original games. But like this tells me. There is not anything in the pipeline because, like, if they're just leaving, because, like, I feel like if they were to, you know, because, like, people talk about, like, if you have a plan to bring these games or, if, like, you have a workaround or something mm-hmm. to, like, bring these to the PS5, PS4, whatever, um, you should have mentioned this when you announced you were shutting it down, which I agree. And I think they, if they had that, they would have said something. Even if, like, they had, even if it wasn't, like, it's a year away, at least, like, they could have said it. Um, I think with this, leaving it open, Tells me either they don't have one or they're not actively. I mean, I'm not saying they're not. Look, maybe they are working on it, um, but who knows? I don't know. Uh, so that tells me that. But I mean, like I said, it's awesome. Like, I'm gonna give us a little bit of credit. It's like the same thing I said a couple months ago when um, Xbox came out and said we're we're doubling the price of Xbox Live Gold from sixty to one hundred twenty dollars. And like twelve hours later, they're like eleven o'clock on a fucking Friday night. They're like, we heard you guys. We're changing it. We're going back. We realized we were wrong. And it's mm. like, I'm not going to give you a lot. Of, I'm going to give you some credit. A little bit of credit. But I'm not going to, like, fucking, oh, this is how awesome this is. Like, like yeah, you guys fucked up. You know, PlayStation, Xbox, you guys fucked yep. up. 
But I'm gonna give you a little bit of credit for fucking you know doing the right thing here by you know by your customers and consumers. And I think it's awesome. I don't want to hear the bullshit. Like it's 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 the thing that drove me nuts is like people were like, oh, this was just a plan by Sony all along to get you to buy to go back and buy these games to make to squeeze out some money out of you guys. No, it fucking ain't. Like I just said, this company is worth hundreds of like over 120 some odd billion dollars. You think they give a shit? I mean, how many people went back in the last two weeks and went out and bought digital games? How much money did they probably make? A couple hundred thousand? That ain't That's shit to them. That's a little bit more interesting in regards about this to where the reason why I'm not so easily going to go forth and forget Sony for this is because, one, they caused this panic mass buying to begin with because all it does benefit is Sony in the long run, right? And now it's the PS3 yeah. and the Vita stores are going to be closing in a specific amount of date. What did people do? Many people, including myself, went through, bought the fair amount of games digitally through their storefront. So it was definitely a successful type of thing because Sony profited quite a bit off of these legacy consoles that haven't had that much interest in Surge in years, except for the Vita, obviously, because the Vita is the Vita and people love playing games on their Vita, myself included. Mm-hmm. But, uh, and then go forth and like announce that, oh, oh, hey, we fucked up. We're going to go forth and extend them a bit longer. So, in that regard, yeah. yeah. But- I, my my thing with that, like I said, like the the amount of like of money they probably profited off this, dropping a bucket to them, you know, like I said, they're worth a hundred some odd hundred some odd billion dollars. The the amount of money they probably made off this, very minimal. But also, my my, I mean, not to be rude to anybody, but like we had until August, like mid August, to buy these games. There was no need to go out and buy them now, because very easily. Because like my, my thing was when they announced the time, like it'd be really cool. Like in July, they just like hey. Everything's ninety percent off, you know, clearance right. sale. Right, Tyler, so, I like, understand that in that regards too. But the reason why people were going through and buying them initially, it wasn't necessarily because of the fact that they could buy it now. It's the fact that there were certain games that were getting their patches taken away too. In that regards, like old classic games that they had yeah. initially well, and stuff. The, I mean, not to get up there, but like, I whatever re- I heard about that too. Like Resident Evil Revelations and a few other games, like patches were leaving. But mm-hmm. what's interesting is like. So no one can prove those patches have been taken away since this announcement. That's a very so it, a lot of people were saying it's like okay, well, like people are noticing them now, but oh, did yeah. these patches get taken away in the last two weeks? Are these patches been taken away months ago and just nobody noticed? Like that's that that's something I I, I heard about that too. Was like these patches are going, and that's I can understand that. Like you hear that news and you're like oh shit, I, I, you get a little bit of panic sets in. Because like I mean, maybe that's a lack of communication from you know, maybe like a Capcom or the partners, not not so much PlayStation Absolutely. and Sony, but like you know, like you hear about like, you know, say a, a Capcom game, oh now it's just 1.0, you know, like you, maybe that's something like hey yeah we pulled this or no we did this in 2019, but like no one noticed because you know it's a six year old game on a two generation console, um, yeah so I don't know I mean. I think obviously I think leaving it open is the better move than the latter. Yeah. And I was like, hey, you know, it's like and also my, my thing with the whole like buying games now is like also like these games have been available for some of these games have been available for five, six, ten, fifteen years. Mm-hmm. So it's like we've had many opportunities to buy these games and probably been cheaper at several points before now. So it's like I don't know. I mean, like I said, like it, it, the whole thing was sucks. And my biggest, I think, the people that had the biggest complaint here. And I said this at the time, two weeks ago, was like, like I, I call Moriarty, uh, who owns, uh, who's like partial, like half owner of Lily Mo Games, and 
a lot of people that developed games still for the for the the Vita, like they had no heads up about this. Nope. And not like at all. they had four months notice. That's my biggest. That was my biggest point. Time was like, at least when the Wii shut down, and that we're talking about that. Not only is the store shutting down, you can't download these games ever again. A lot of games are going to be lost on that console, um, but also a currency is gone. Like you have like it's also it's it's at that time where like you get two thousand points. You can't just spend. Oh, this game's four dollars. I can just put four dollars, spend four dollars on my debit card. Like you have that weird thing where it's like, oh, I have two hundred points left, but I can't buy anything with two hundred points. So you're losing that currency. You're losing the 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 ability to re-download or buy these games. At least with the Vita and the PS3, like you can take that currency. If you bought fifty dollars PlayStation Network uh, dollars, you can take it over across generations, across consoles. Um, so I don't know. It's just. Yeah, I mean, like I said, my biggest thing was like they fucked over the, the hardest of the hardcore of your developers. You know, these, especially because a lot of those developers are making games for are super small. Like they probably can't afford like to they can't like the amount of time they probably spent on the Vita and Vita might be their only console they put it on. Like they might not be able to recover from that. Like they're small. They might sell five, ten thousand co- uh, copies of their game on there. And that just gives them enough money to make the next one for right. Vita, and then you just fucked them. And, you know, like, um, and something that's interesting as well is, like, they haven't said anything about, like, because like, I think the cutoff to uh, put a game in for the be the process of, uh, you know, being put on the Vita, like, the cutoff is, like, mid-July, I think. Yeah. And then the, it gets shut off in, like, late August. So, like, they haven't, nobody knows. Like, I guess uh, Colin, that was, uh, he said on Twitter was that uh, um, like he when he reached out to his guy he talks to, like, he bought he just bought a dev kit back in fucking in the beginning of March, uh, for for a PS a Vita dev kit, and he he said that like yeah I reached out to my guy my my person I, I I talked to for, you know for PR and all that blah blah to put these games on Vita, and he asked him hey like, are you guys does that mean you're extending out the deadline for like when Vita games can come out, and the guy still says like we don't know, I we don't know like so <clears throat> these people don't know and I'm, I'm like I wonder if PlayStation knows yet like who knows like. And hopefully that's like that's my biggest thing. Like like I was saying, like with the Wii, well, at least when I shut that down, there was like a year. Yep. We had like a year to like shut that like before they shut it down. Like we're talking four months, three months if you're making a game to like, hey, I get that shut down in three months. Sorry for no heads up. Uh sorry if you wasted a year or two developing a game for it. Um so yeah. Um like I said, I'm I'm curious how much more time we bought and this it makes me a little more excited about, you know, like Maybe like this kind of shows like Jim Germani said like you know like who wants to play Grand Turismo Two? Which to be fair, who the fuck wants to play Grand Turismo Two? But also like you know the kind of like, you know that old game's an old thing. Like that's fine for me to have that, but I think for a CEO of a, a PlayStation to say that um, when you're a company that's PlayStation has been around for over twenty five years, almost thirty years now, uh, and there's a lot of fans that love a lot of those older games. Um, game, game preservation. Like, I think they're realizing how important it is. I mean, it gives them a kick in the rear end to like get shit in motion to find a way or something to bring those games along to the future. Um, but yeah, uh, moving on here, Gables to stick with, with uh, PlayStation here, uh, for one more topic. Uh, PlayStation did come out. Uh, Jim Ryan did like a whole interview and talked about a couple other things. Like they're talking about like they're working on a, uh, a cloud gaming service, kind of like we have with like, with like with Stadia or Amazon Luna or like uh, XCloud with Xbox stuff like that, they're working on something for that. But that was this word salad. Not a lot to say about that. But 
Hey, the big thing here was uh, that they uh, they did reveal that PlayStation uh, is working with uh, Firewalk Studios um, in a publishing partnership for a new original AAA multiplayer IP. Not a lot of news here on this. Um, I did like the article or the, the blog post here that uh, the the head of Firewalk Studio did to uh, Tony Hughes. I think is how you say his name. I apologize if that's wrong. Um, so this is this is from him here. This is what he wrote. There's a moment that happens almost every day in our multiplayer playtest. So they've been playtesting this game, um, where someone jolts out of their seat, laughs, and uh, and says to no one in particular, "Did you just see that happen?" These amazing, unpredictable moments in gaming are are the sparks that occur when playing with others. Uh, future memories ready to be replayed and retold. We started Firewalk Studios in 2018 with this kind of spark at the heart of our games. It's why I used to stay up at stay up until 2 a.m. playing Fantasy Star Online night after night with the same group from Server 9, or how the neighbors who pl- uh, showed up at my New York City apartment to complain about the noise ended up jamming with us in a rock band instead. Uh, for others on our team, it was spending nights with their with their crew, searching and finding the perfect last armor set pieces in Diablo 2, making the online qualifiers in competitive Halo tournaments, or skipping studying for a math final to play Left 4 Dead 2 LAN party. Uh, as a next-generation AAA studio and part of uh, the property, properly Monsters family, uh, we've carefully assembled an amazing and diverse team of best-in-class talent who are focused on creating these moments. Everyone here brings a deep passion for games and the art of making them. We, uh, we have a saying here at Firewalk, build a great team, build a great game. Uh, one leads directly to the other, which I, I love that saying. Uh, just, in, I mean, not just take, you can take game out, build a great team, build a great, whatever, and anything. I love that saying. Um, the probably monsters world-class operations teams uh, and infrastructure has allowed us to focus on doing uh, both better. Fostering sustainable development culture where people come first and delivering great games. Uh, our, cl- our collective leadership team is no stranger to building memorable multiplayer experiences. Ryan Ellis, our game director, was the creative director on Destiny. Uh, Elena Sigmund, uh, our executive producer, was a producer on Katara 2 and Bioshock Infinite and multiple Destiny releases. Our deeply talented team has uh, helped bring to life franchises like Mass Effect and Apex Legends. Combined with my own experience... Uh, and thousands of hours played on Call of Duty and Destiny. We've had uh, the opportunity to deliver some of the uh, decade's be- biggest experiences to gamers, and we loved it. Today, we're, we're thrilled to announce a partnership with Sony Interactive Entertainment for our new original multiplayer game for our team, the, the opportunity to create new worlds and inspire more amazing moments for players around the world is a fire and ambition that keeps us going. The PlayStation team has a deep love and respect for the medium of games and some of best expertise and capabilities in the world to help make uh, gr- big ambitions a reality. We've already, we're, we're already hard at work on development and having uh, have been having a ton of fun playing our game as a team. In fact, while we continue to grow our team during the challenging last year, it was our uh, daily online play test that provided the most consistent point of joy and connection for our crew. The fun and laughter of playing together brought us closer, even if we were physically apart. Our goal is to be able to deliver that same joy to gamers and we can't wait to share that. Share what we've been working on when the time is right. We're very fortunate to love to love what we do, making games. That's more. That's sorry. There's more uh, game making in front of us, but in the meantime, we'll keep playing the incredible games this industry creates and gener- uh, generating a few more sparks of our own. See, ya, see you out there. So, um, like I said, that is from Tony Hughes, I believe is how you say his name. 
studio head at Fireworks uh, Firework Studios. Uh, they're a team put together in 2018. Uh, they're owned by probably Monsters, and they're partnering, like I said, with PlayStation to make the next AAA multiplayer IP for brand new IP. It sounds like for um, PlayStation for PS5. Uh, like I said, it's got Destiny, Call of Duty, uh, uh, Apex Legends, Left, uh, Left, uh, not Left 4 Dead. Uh, I'm missing one in here. Oh, uh, I already lost it. Uh, but anyways, so a lot of big developers that are working on first-person shooter online games for a, uh, quite a while. Um, I just want to say, like I said, I love that fucking blog post. That's awesome. It's, it's always awesome when you hear, like, you see the fan. Like, it's like Joseph, uh, Joseph uh, Forrest from uh, It Takes Two. Yeah. Like, he, when you hear him talk, it's like, you could tell this guy, like, he loves video games. He loves what he's doing. He's very passionate about what he's doing. And it's awesome to hear that week that It Takes Two has now officially sold over a million copies, which is awesome. Um, but anyways, going back to this, um, we don't know anything about this. There's no screenshots. There's no idea of what this game's going to be, other than it's going to be a multiplayer game. But, uh, I mean, Gills, what's your takeaway from, from uh, this blog post and this news? Well, it's definitely interesting that uh, they are going to be developing an online multiplayer sort of experience in that regards. But, uh, honestly, my honest thoughts about it is just being optimistic. Like, just being, like, optimistic about what they're going to go through and create. Hopefully it's something that a lot of gamers are going to be going through and enjoying for years to come. And hopefully it's something that's fairly interesting. Maybe a little bit more different than what are certain, can like, standard affairs are with, like, the whole free-to-play stuff. With, like, that model and stuff for, like, generic first-person shooters or generic this or that, you know. Because in order to make a good, engaging online multiplayer experience, you have to have... You have to have a good balance of great gameplay, interesting story, things that are worth going through and completing missions for, definitely incentives upon how you go through and level up and the progression of that, making you feel like an absolute badass while you're going through and like teaming with your friends, getting things done, getting raids, getting missions, getting loot, just getting a whole bunch of random stuff done that feels worthwhile and not just a waste of time. And mm. like I said before cost just cautiously optimistic about it yeah i mean it's it's, it's interesting too i mean i think this is also like we're like I said, the cloud gaming stuff that jim ryan did all the interview and this and then with the stuff with the vita and the ps3 like it seems like it's a whole kind of get right and this is something like I, yeah. we talked about like people keep talking about the, oh eric and sony's coming coming back the ps3 sony's coming early ps3 days sony's coming back my my uh, playstation's coming back and my argument the whole time has been like it's it's more so that xbox is coming out with awesome news after awesome news and PlayStation just doesn't say anything. Yep. It's like, because people like here, like we talk about arrogant Nintendo, arrogant Xbox, arrogant PlayStation. The problem was the messaging they were giving out was bad. And my whole argument with PlayStation was they're just not saying anything while the other people, Nintendo and Xbox are doing awesome thing after awesome thing. I mean, Nintendo is really just not really doing an awesome thing. Awesome. It's just their games keep fucking selling like crazy. And Xbox keeps announcing awesome fucking shit. Um, so I think this is kind of a get right week for them. Um, and I hope this, you know, we talk about Jim Ryan and like, it's been kind of an interesting couple of years with him and hopefully this is kind of like a kick in the ass that he needs to kind of like understand, like, under, you know, you can't just run, you can't run video games like a business. There's more to running it like a business than like, we even like, we see like the EA got kicking the ass a few years ago, like with, with battle, with yeah. uh, battlefield or battlefront two and shit like that. Like, okay, we can't keep doing the things the way we're doing it. Um, I mean, not to say they have 100 percent change, but they're getting they're better than what they were. But uh, anyways, like 
I, I'm, I'm incredibly excited for this. I'm kind of curious. Like, it's interesting because like there was a time there in the PS3 era where like Sony was taking some weird chances. PlayStation was taking some weird chances. We're like we had the like we had like Starhawk Mag, fucking all these weird uh, Fat Princess, like all these weird like exclusive like in-house built games. That they had. Yeah, and they didn't really hit, and they kind of came and went like a Mag, especially. I heard Starhawk was pretty good uh, at the time. I never got a chance to play it, but I was like, there's that stretch there with like they were like they're like uh, so calm. SOCOM was killed. Fun fact, 10 years ago this week, Gables, was the uh, PlayStation Network going down. was the hack. Um, Interesting. I I, I I forgot about this, but that was the week Portal 2 came out, which did that big cross-play thing with Steam. And then also four days before that it got shut down for two months, SOCOM came out, which basically killed SOCOM, the franchise. Yeah. So it's kind of fascinating. Like, like, there's a whole, like, genre of multiplayer games that are just their PS3 exclusive that are just dead. Um, so yeah. Um, I don't know. Like, like I said, it's kind of a get, like it feels like it's kind of a get right week. Like we don't have a lot to give you right now. Hopefully we hear some, some shit here soon. Cause horizon and God of war are supposed to be 2021 games. Not that I, I don't think I never thought God of war was going to be a 2021 game, but it's like, we're getting kind of late in the year where we haven't seen anything, literally anything from these games. Uh, other than a teaser trailer and a logo. Mm-hmm. Um, so like it's, I mean, we're almost in May. Uh, so I feel like we won't hear anything in the next couple of months. Uh, that tells me those games aren't coming this year. Um, so, I mean, I don't know, maybe we'll get some shit here soon, but yeah, this, this week is like, okay, we've been getting our ass kicked. Xbox has been kicking our ass. And then we just, we just put our own foot in our mouth with the Vita and uh, PS3 shutdown thing. So we need to turn, we need to do some turnarounds this week. Um, Moving on here, though, moving on over to Xbox. Uh, free-to-play games are now free-to-play on Xbox, Gables. Yeah, um, finally. Which is pretty cool. Yeah. Um, so I thought this was kind of an interesting thing where... Uh, so these games have always been behind the Xbox Live Gold uh, paywall, basically, of playing free-to-play, which was a big deal for a long time. Like, I remember, like, uh, like Netflix and Hulu and all that shit was, like, you had a goal to, to even stream those platforms back then, and, like... When they, I think when Xbox One launched, they got rid of that paywall, but they never took away, took down the free to play shit. Um, so now that's the case. Over fifty games are now free to play. Um, are you're able to play without having Xbox Live Gold? They also took down. Uh, you don't have to have for uh, free to play games. They, a few weeks ago, they took it down. Where like uh, you can play free to play games with party chat um, now. You don't have, to have Xbox Live Gold. There's party chat and like Fortnite, uh, right. Apex, which is cool. Um, well, I thought it was kind of interesting, though. Like, originally the plan was to do this with Halo Infinite. Um, the day that Halo Infinite went out was the day they were going to take down the pay like that paywall. But because of the, the the backlash we talked about earlier with Xbox Live Gold going from 160 to 120, like this was like part of their like, okay, we're going to not do that, but also to like make good, make good, like we're also going to take this thing down. Which is, but it's like kind of the same thing I said earlier. I'm going to give you a little bit of credit that the fact that like you're doing this. But PlayStation never did this. I don't. Even, Nintendo doesn't even do this with Fortnite. No. I don't know about other things like Pac-Man 99 and all that. You have to have Switch Online for. Right. But like something like you know Fortnite and all that, like bigger games, they don't have that. Apex isn't going to have that. So I'm going to give you a little bit of credit for doing something in 2021 that people haven't done ever before. But uh, yeah, I don't know. It's kind of. I mean, it's kind of cool that like spinning this to a positive. Like, hey. Like we fucked up, we're also gonna do this thing, or we're gonna release it six months earlier than we planned on. I don't know. I, I don't really have too much to add on there. Gables, what about you? Yeah, pretty much in the same boat. 
honestly. I mean, <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'm just pretty much in the same boat. Really nothing really much okay. more to add for. All right, well, I want to move on to uh, hear what we've been playing. If it's okay with you, Gables, I'm going to go first in this one. Do it. Go ahead. Because uh, it's, it's been a while for me to, to talk about a game uh, that I've been playing that we that wasn't It Takes Two. Um, or It Takes Two. Uh, so I was talking about I got the Xbox Series S. I got came with three months of Game Pass with my bundle I bought. Um, played a few, jumped in a few games. I, I, I played NBA 2K21, played some uh, MLB The Show 20, 21, sorry. Uh, did a little bit of that. But the game that took that, that I talked about last week, that was a game I was looking forward to ch- dabbling with. But it's a game I, I thought I'd play for a couple hours. It, like, like, I do most of these type of games and then fall off of real fast. That has taken over my week. Is a game called Outriders. Um, so it's people that, uh, from people who can fly, um, people don't remember they, they made uh bullet storm, which is a game, really, really fun game, uh, that came to like the 2011, 2012. Uh, then they did like a remaster for the PS4 and Xbox one. Uh, and then they also did, um, uh, gears war judgment, which is like a spinoff gears of war game, which it's just more gears. My, a lot of people hate that game. And it's just like how it's. It's, it's fucking gears. gears. It, yeah, like <laughs> what what are we hating about? Like, I, it's my that's my pet peeve. It's like it's fucking gears. No one gives a no one takes gears the story super it's, like it's, it's like the, much like the Mortal Kombat discussion I had earlier. It's the same thing that ties to gears. No one gives a fuck about the, the the like no one takes that shit like it's goddamn Godfather or part 1, part 2, any of them, even part 3. It, it's <laughs> it's fucking gears. It, like it, you're just there to shoot shit, and that's the fun of the game. And it's got really great combat. And Outriders is basically just Gears combat put into a quasi live service game. And that was my big thing about this game was like, I en- like I enjoy enjoy jumping into the Division Two and Destiny Two, and like I, I enjoy these like I like the, the 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 game itself. The big turnoff to me is the live service part of the game where like. Being online all the time, have to be online all the time, can't pause it, all that stuff that bothers me. But also, like, the uh, the issue of, like, you have you have a level, then you have loot, and then you have to have a power level, or a light level, or a mm-hmm. skill level. Mm-hmm. You, you can't go to this area, or you can't do this mission until you get to this level. And so it's like, I don't want to... It, it basically, it's built to make you grind to do stuff over again, or, like, yep. you have to have better... Yeah, you have to have the loot... To, you have to like do these missions over and over again to get they have a chance to possibly get better loot to raise your level so then you're not your level level but your skill level or your light level your power level whatever you want to call it to go on to these missions and go on to this area looking at you fucking Ubisoft with Assassin's Creed games or <laughs> Far Cry games um, and what I love about this game is like not only is the fucking I, it's just Gears gameplay uh, of just you know it's a cover based shooter with third person shooter game. Um, but also you have like, uh, you have abilities you can use. You can pick four different classes. There's like a pyromancer. Like a lot of people seems like to use the pyromancers. There's different ones. Like you can like long distance. There's like the medium range guy. There's four of them. There's like two that are like medium range. I do the one that's more up close. So it's more about like, he like uh, one of my, you can, you unlock abilities as you go. You can have three attached to like quick button. Uh, you can do like, you do like L you do both triggers together. Uh, RB or LB to do them, and but it's more about close range attacks. Um, but anyways, going back to the, like what I like about the light, like the, so it's always online. So it's like that's like, where I'm getting to like the quasi live service, and it's it's a looter shooter. But what's great about this is like there's no power. Like you have like anomaly levels, you have power fire power levels. But you, like the key of this though is like 
there's no there's no level like uh, tied to like get to have this level like your power level needs to be this level to do these missions because what's great about this game is yeah you have your level level and you have all these loot these gears all these uh, loots that uh, looting the gear and stuff like that and leveling up your guy making more powerful or adding mods to his weapons or your 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 fucking pants or shoes or gloves or whatever the cool thing is like so they have what's called world tiers and there's one through 15 and you you um have to raise your tier up the same way you would level up your character you know like earning experience points but what what's great about the world tiers are it's basically the it's it's the difficulty setting essentially so you start at one world tier one and like it's like brain dead easy basically it's it's basically the tutorial section and you have to play on that tier so on tier one obviously you have to play on that and then as you raise up that level and you can unlock tier two and you get like you usually get like a, a chest kind of thing like you get random gear or random stuff for filling up that bar um and, but you can stay on world tier as long as you want on tier one as long as you want or you can continue to go so I'll, then i can go up to the tier two and what tier two does, it makes the difficulty of the of the enemies go up more, but also the the better the chance of you getting better gear, more legendary gear, whatever, goes up too, and it goes all the way up. But you have to, you can stick to any tier you want to. So like you can if you want to, you can play the whole fucking game on tier one, and it's just gonna be brain dead easy, easy. But you're not gonna get as much the chances of you getting uh, better gear, better loot lowers, um, and. So you can play the whole game like that, or like you can like if you want if you want to challenge yourself, you can keep going up. And sometimes there's definitely issues where like I I said it at one point to like every time I unlock that tier, just go up to the next tier. Mm-hmm. Um, but I got to the point where like I my tier was filling up faster than my level and my my gear was leveling up, so I was just getting my ass whooped. So I'm like, All right, I got to bring it down. But like say I've unlocked tier five, I want to play I want to unlock tier six, but I'm playing on tier three. I'm not going to be getting that next. You got to you got to be playing on tier five to unlock tier six. So I could play on tier one all fucking ding dong day if I want to, but I'm not going to be I'm not going to continue unlocking more tiers. You got to play on that tier to unlock the next tier, which is really cool. And that's where it goes into like I love like yeah, it's a quasi live service game. And they talk about it. like it's not a live service game, which like I said, it kind of is. Has you know walks like a duck, quacks like a duck, all that blah blah blah. But like what's so cool about that is like I can just play through the fucking game without it's like it's 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 kind of like my thing with like a marvel's avengers where like the best like marvel's avengers is like a, is like kind of a really good game but it's fucked up the the, the live service parts fucks that game where like they had a really cool story and a really cool uh characters and all that um in a campaign but then they kind of fucked themselves when they like they feel like they built this game and then later on decided to add live service stuff to it and it ruined it and this is like they built this to be a live service game. They're like, whoa, wait, what's that? Like, let's just make it a regular. Like, let's just make it like a fun single player game. You could play, you you could play multiple with multiple people. I think you could play three people, or three people, maybe four. Could be wrong, but you can just play a single player. And I'm playing it like, like I said, like yeah, like you always online, which is kind of annoying. But I'm playing this through like a single player game, and I'm having a fucking blast with this game. Like I said, I love the gear style gameplay. That's always going to be a quick way to get to my heart. Uh, Cause that's one of my favorite ways to play games is the third person coverage based shooter. But what's really, really fucking cool about this gameplay, not only is the powers and the abilities and like 
I understand the loot system better than I do in other games. But what's really cool is they kind of got this Doom style of like, there's no, you don't, you can't just hide behind a wall for 10 seconds and get all your uh, your health back. Or there's no health packs. The way to continue like to get health back is you got to be close range combat and kill guys. Kind of like in Doom where you got to do glory kills or you got to like, you got to like melee people. Like in this, you don't have to melee people, but you got to be within like a proximity of your enemies as you're shooting them to gain, as you're killing them and shooting them and do causing damage in close proximity, you're gaining health back. So you can, you can hide behind a fucking wall and snipe if you want to, but if you're getting fucked up and sometimes you're going to get the enemy, the AI is really good. Like about like, you know, uh, going around corners and fucking cornering you and attacking you. Like they do a really good job of that. Sometimes too good. Um, but like there's so like you know like you can't just hide behind a fucking uh, a wall and just pop out take a couple shots hide back you could like I said you could do that potentially it'd be very boring but like I said the AI is good enough they can fucking flank you if they wanted to um, so you want to get in there you want to get in the action you want to fucking fuck some people up get in close and personal because um, that's how you can survive uh, which is awesome it's just it's it's a total like change of like pace of like what you ex- what what I expected this game to be and what I'm getting out of this game is so short. I'm like 15 hours in this fucking game. I think I'm on level 23 or 24. Uh, level 30 is the cap. I feel like I'm fairly close to finishing this game. I hope it will be it today, but like I said, I go do help my parents out some stuff. But every time when I'm not playing, but playing this game, I'm thinking about playing about how badly I can't wait to go back to playing this game. Like is is God's hooks in me? And this is and like I'm saying, this is not like a top end triple A game. This is not like game of the generation level. This is like the perfect, like double a game that I have needed for months. A game I can just like mindlessly sink my teeth into just pop in and have a fun for a couple hours. Don't have to like, there's no like intense story. It's just like the, the gameplay can be pretty intense at times, but it's just like, I'm having fucking, it's just pure a blast of time right now. It's like much like more combat with watching. That was a fucking blast. Playing this game the whole time for me has been a blast. Like I cannot believe how much like this is a game. Honestly, I thought I was gonna play Sunday for a couple hours and be and like kind of like Division Two, play for a little bit, play for a few hours, get confused and irritated by the 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 life service aspects and the loot system and just like move on. And instead, like I played it like my my plan was like all right, once MLB the show comes out, that's gonna be my focus. And I played MLB the show for like an hour and a half. And I'm like, fuck this. I'm going back to Outriders because that game was a fucking blast. And I've been going back to that. Like I said, I've been playing that. Played that pretty much every day I get off work. Eat dinner. Watch TV for a little bit. Play fucking Outriders till bedtime. And that's something I haven't done in a long time. Since really the launch of the PS5. Since like Miles Morales and all those games came out. Uh, and yeah, like I said, this a fucking awesome game. Like I, I'm playing on Game Pass. I, just another argument why fucking Game Pass is awesome because it's like, I heard good things about this this game, and I'm also like I've heard good things about other like I like some of the games as a game itself, like they're life service games, but I hate the other aspects of the game that make me not want to go back and play it. And it's like this one's like I don't think I would have given a chance to, or I, I wouldn't have jumped in when I am now if it wasn't for that fact that I had on Game Pass. Uh, my plan was like I was gonna play Emil's show, and I really want to jump into the medium, but uh, Outriders taking over my life. Uh, like it's like I'm getting close to the end. But it's like I'm also like I don't know like I'm kind of flying through the story. The story is not great. It's kind of dumb. Uh, it's whatever. It's a double A fucking story. Um, 
But uh, like, and some of the side quests are kind of lame. But there's some really cool ones. And I'll, I can't wait to when I when I even when I beat this game, I want to go back and do some of these uh, some of these missions that there are. There are some good. There's definitely some like higher, better um, side missions than others. I'll say that. Right. Uh, but yeah, this game's immaculate. I love this game. And like I said, don't, I'm not saying like go out buy it right now for sixty bucks. Maybe get it on a sale. But I, w- I mean, if you if you can see yourself for twenty putting fifteen, twenty, twenty five, thirty hours, in this and this is like what I love about it too. This is gonna be a game that like I don't think we're gonna be like every month they're gonna have like this new fucking loot system or whatever come back to you every new season or we're gonna put in a fucking um, a raid. Like I don't see that happening in this game. I think it's gonna be a game was like play with your friends, have a great fucking time. And then move on with your life. Maybe we'll do some DLC later on. And if there is that, I could definitely see myself. This is one of those games where like I'm having so much fun playing this game, and I'm it's so easy to jump back into. Where like I can easily, I feel like I can see myself a few months from now if it's still in Game Pass, and they have some awesome shit. I can jump in. It also has crossplay, which is really cool too. I think. But uh, yeah, that's uh, that's the only thing I've really been playing this week, Gables. So, uh, <laughs> but yeah, I mean like. Check this game out. If you're, you're a guy that likes Gears and you don't like live service games, or maybe you do even, but you just want something else to jump into to kind of fill in that gap as you're waiting for other shit, perfect game. But what about you, Gables? All right. So there are a couple things that I have been playing. One, I have been still playing a little bit of PlayStation Now stuff because I wanted to try out a couple of different games still. I mean, last week I did try out a bit of that Street Fighter game. And I did try out a bit of, like, Darkstalkers Resurrection. And then, like, uh, I tried out, like, Sonic Adventure 2 and then Uncharted and stuff. I know I downloaded a PS4 game from PlayStation Now, the whole, like, Atari flashback stuff. Because I wanted to see how well that was. Because that's, like, a separate download thing. It's not a streaming thing. Yeah, I was fairly confident and stuff. Played it for initial things. And then, like, just went through and deleted it. But I also played this week a little bit of Frederick 3. On the Switch. Oh, I, that, I have to play this. Okay. That game is like a continuation from the last game to where the end of the game from that one is like you have this this overlord sort of like machine or something like that that steals Frederick's powers and stuff. And then all of a sudden you have to face off against ro- robotic versions of like uh, major composers and try to free them from their brainwashed stuff from that machine. And so you're facing off against like uh, the figures that like Beethoven or like uh, Mozart or some of all these other composers and stuff. So you're facing off against actual legitimate famous composers and stuff as Frederick and beating them with their, like, like beating them at their own songs, quintessentially that they've helped compose. So that aspect of it, I think is pretty fun. It's still the same. It's still the same fun gameplay from the past previous games to where, you're using your Switch as touchscreen in that regards to like yeah. just tap out the key. I love that. That's more beneficial to me because I don't like using oh, yeah. the keyboard. <laughs> yeah, I mean that like that was those were like I remember like the first two were on Wii U and I was like I picked them up on a whim for like a dollar. Yep. And I fucking love those goddamn games, those first two games. And then the three came out. They, they all came on Switch. I remember I tried jumping back into Frederick One on the Switch. But like I was using a controller and I'm like, oh, this is great. Like, because that was the best part with the gamepad on the Wii U. That was my mm-hmm. probably my favorite thing with the gamepad on the Wii U was playing Mario Kart 8 um, on that with on that while watching TV and also fucking playing Frederick. But that having the having the fucking keyboard and like I love the keyboard aspect of it. And as a guy that doesn't like that shit normally, like that, I yeah, like I, I miss having that. Like that's definitely 
I need to sit down and play those games again, but like I need to play yes. it handheld, obviously. But go on, I'm sorry. Because I'll let you say, because I'll say this right now, where it's like the Frederick games, I feel like they work best on Switch because you could easily use the tablet in handheld mode, press the keys and stuff on the screen, match the pitches and stuff. It's a easy-to-understand music rhythm game, but at the same time, I'm having a lot of fun playing that. But it's not the most or the main focus of what I have been playing this week, which has been Ratchet and Clank. Oh, 2016? Yes. I've played through and I have beaten Ratchet and Clank 2016. Oh, cool. I love a lot of the weapon selection. I kind of, you know what? This game in general, I felt was a great game. There were definitely great directions they did steer the game into in regards to some bit of like the weapon varieties and stuff like that. I mean, there was some classic stuff that they went through and revised. You know, the whole the whole like story elements and stuff. It's yeah, it's sort of reminiscent to like the original game to where it's pretty much tongue in cheek, you know, it's that sort of like uh, funny kind of cartoonish sort of like things. And there were some times where I was just laughing at some of the dialogue. Oh my gosh. Especially like uh, the part especially like the part like after like a specific story event happens and stuff and like uh they're pretty much playing like ratchet and stuff for a planet becoming like uh deplanetized or whatsoever and it's like it, it was kind of funny it's like uh, he's on in this uh same base like on a planet and stuff with uh, this one other like guy that uh he lives with and stuff and the guy like as the news is like blaring and stuff is like well this this pretty long back blah, blah blah and so on and so forth and you just see ratchet you know he's like sad and down and out he obviously looks over at that and there's like is a friend or something like that is just clicking the remote and stuff like that it's like the volume's just going down <laughs> so he doesn't hear it <laughs> it's just subtle little comedy bits like that i really love about ratchet and clank the whole captain quark stuff in regards to his retorts and his combat and stuff quint the quintessential like classic like jealous good guy or something that pretty much makes a deal with the devil in that regards in order to like uh take out the guy he's jealous of and stuff blaming him for like like for stuff in that regards but i did like a lot of the gameplay i did love a lot of the weapons like i've stated previously one of my favorites like was with tools of destruction mr zircon love mr zircon because not only does he prove to be fairly useful as a additional like bot like a little bodyguard or something like that that helps you out if you're being like surrounded by a whole bunch of enemies but the witty banner that he has is like it's it's just hilarious every time that he would spout like a little banter like message or something like that it actually just brought like a little bit of a smile to my face because it was like okay it's like this robot has all these little bitty winners like he had they like Insomnia programmed a whole bunch of like dialogue stuff for him and also the Zircon Jr. in order to say every time that they would be summoned out. It's like <laughs> Mr. Zircon, you know, is like he'll spell like a different line or something like that. It's like death is too stupid for Mr. Zircon, or like <laughs> <laughs> I was like, where are you, stinky aliens? You know, or this and that. And it's like I really love that. I love the aspect of expanding a lot of your different weapons, so where. You could increase the amount of ammo they have. You can increase the amount of, like, a rate of fire. You could actually, like, upgrade the specific modifiers for each weapon to where you could earn, like, extra hollow cards that you collect or extra rarium, like, crystals you collect in order to upgrade things further. <clears throat> Let's see. I liked how detailed a lot of the levels were. I believe there was, like, around 7 to... I think it was, like, 7 to 8... 
different levels now that I'm thinking about it. Veldin is the home world that you start off with, and then you progressively go down the different types of uh, levels. Like, you have your ice-themed world and stuff. You Like, Batalia, I think it was named. And you have, like, a, a fire-themed world or a gas, gas-sort-of-themed world and stuff. So it's kind of traditional in its sense where the 3D platform is sort of the 3D action platformer sort of flair to where you have specific themes for specific worlds and stuff. Then you have, like, cities that like, 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 Rallia or something like that. Or, like, Railgar or whatever the hell. I'm trying to remember exactly the name of it. But it's the world where you first start doing, like, the hoverboard stuff. I kind of like that world in particular because there's a couple things you can do. One, there's an optional mission where if you collect the Rhino cards and stuff, you get the actual weapon in and of itself. Which I did. I do have the Rhino weapon. I can go through and update it and stuff. But I mostly started focusing on, say, if I ever want to do a challenge, like a playthrough again of the game on the challenge mode, because a lot of the weapons and the Omega forms of these weapons will be available for, for you on the offset for you to purchase when you do the challenge mode, where you keep a lot of your weapons and a lot of your other stuff with uh, another playthrough and this and that. I collected all the golden bolts. I went... Yeah, those were pretty fun and pretty hidden in that regards. I still want to go through and complete the card set because there are... I think I'm on like around 80% done with like the completion of the holodeck cards. Hmm. Those holo cards are pretty fun. They're a pretty fun blurb of the past where they reference different Ratchet & Clank games from their original game in 2002 to even like obscure ones that say like... Uh, Quest for Booty, or like freaking uh, Tools of Destruction, or even Size Matters, you know, the whole Ratchet and Clank, the puns on things, like for their game names and stuff. I remember that vividly. Even back when uh, I was going through high school, I remember that. Like Ratchet and Clank, and then you have Going Commando, Up Your Arsenal, and then you have like Deadlocked from the PS2 games and that. But, uh, oh boy. I did love going through i did love for an extent going through the hoverboard stuff once i got used to them of course it did get frustrating the first part of these hoverboard stuff because i went through i got the gold, gold cups right but there are two specific trophies for each of these things where you have to finish them underneath a specific time frame oh, okay. i got used to it it took me at least about a good solid like couple hours to try to attempt this but i got both of them under initial times the most frustrating thing about this game was the final boss against Dr. Nefarious. Pain in the fucking ass this thing was. And it suffers from it suffers from one thing that I absolutely hate about games back from that generation. From the PS2, GameCube, Xbox generation. Is when you are beaten by the final boss, you have to start all the way back to the beginning of the boss battle. Yeah. I hated that shit back then. I hate the shit now. But... I managed to switch up what I was doing wrong, because first, there's like four quadrants, right, of these floating, like, uh, platforms you can go through in order to collect certain weapon ammo stuff, in order to basically go through, like, just take out Dr. Nefarious and his flying machine and all this other shit. I kept sticking to one platform and tried to, you know whittle down some damage and stuff so that way he can go through crash into the rock and i can do a little bit more damage to him he'll break the platform but i get a little bit of the energy for that jetpack and stuff that i can go and zoom across on the next one 
that wasn't working for me. I think I literally died like about five to seven times just during this boss battle. I had to start back. At one point, I had him whittled down to like 14% damage, and I fucking had to do it all over again. Oh, Jesus. Okay. I hate that when that happens. Mm -hmm. But when it comes to the game from well, that final boss battle itself, yeah, it was difficult, but at the same time, I changed it up my final attempt I kept switching between platform to platform to platform. I didn't stick with one platform in order to get Dr. Nefarious and this and that. I started going to the other platforms to not only collect ammo, but also to try to collect, like, jetpack stuff. And I started mixing everything up because I noticed I'd be using a whole bunch of my weapons and I'd be running out of ammo fairly quick. <laughs> but I felt like Ratchet & Clank 2016 was a great game. It was a great start for this reboot of this franchise. I can't wait until you have, like, uh, the new Ratchet & Clank game that comes out this June. Mm -hmm. I kind of want to see what direction they're going to lead with this, because the, re the reboot that they did for 2016 was a great game. I want to see if they evolve with their ideas even further, especially with the ideas for their weapons, the ideas for, like, the character stuff, what how the new female Lombax is going to play into effect with the whole dimensional shift and stuff. And uh, more or less, I'm trying to see what else happens with, say, like, with Dr. Nefarious and, like, what other type of roles to say, like, the Galaxy Rangers have and this and that. But, uh, yeah, that's pretty much it for what I have been playing. Ration and Clank, definitely worthy. For those listening, you could still, I think you could still go through and download this game for free on PlayStation Network. Uh, I think it just ended. Okay, so it just ended. So for those yeah. that are listening now and stuff, you can pick up the game fairly cheap. It's like $20 like for the Greatest Hits thing, both on the storefront and I believe online as well. If you're looking for a good 3D platformer or something you want to get for your kid or something in order to play their first game on a PS4 you just bought them, this is definitely the game I would recommend first. Yeah. yeah. But I mean, also going back to the whole being free download, Horizon, the complete edition, is now free um for all ps4 and ps5 owners yeah and that's the complete edition so even if you owned the original horizon you get the dlc you free the dlc you get this free on that so one of the best it's the 2017 game of the year by yep. me so that means by everybody it's six games better than breath of the wild um by me so that means by everybody right gables yeah. right yep that, 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 that <laughs> <wasn't right. laughs> but um yeah uh so yeah, I'm just saying. Yeah, it's it's free play like, next month, so fucking check that shit out. Uh, like, you don't even have to have PS Plus to get it for free. You get PS4, or PS5, you just download it. Just get a free uh, game off the cuff. <laughs> yeah, and yeah, it's amazing. So uh, yeah, I'm, I'm really a pump. We're getting close to uh, next week. Kind of Friday starts like the spur of like awesome oh, games. Which I'm, we got Pokemon Snap on Friday, and then you got Return after that, Snap. Yeah, then we got Resident Evil, then Mass Effect. And then they got Ratchet and Clank about six weeks out, seven weeks out. It's gonna be a good stretch of time for uh, for us gaming. Uh, I can't wait. So I gotta finish up Outriders before those before those games come out. Um, but I think I can do it. But uh, yeah, uh, thank you guys so much for listening. Um, thank you, and also, I mean, if you if you like this, if you're the first time listening to this, run everything, Twitch.tv, YouTube, um, iTunes, whatever you name it, we're on it. Uh, like us, subscribe, follow, share, 
uh, five stars, comments. Please do all that. Like, thumbs up, five stars really helps us get to the algorithm. Uh, iTunes, whatever, YouTube, all those things. So really appreciate if you do that for us. Also, tell your friends too, and tell them to do the same. So, uh, I'll see you And I have been Colonel Gables. Until next time, everyone. Play some fun games. Have some fun time with your friends and families. And most importantly of all, thank you for listening to another fun-filled episode of the Drunk Dash Nerds Podcast. Hey, Gables. Yep. Too sweet, baby. Too sweet. Bye, guys. See ya.